and one of our students is going to be leading us in irresponsibility. So Charlotte is going to kick us off. to mock Jesus. To mock his claim to be king. Yet the thorns perfectly predict what kind of kingdom Jesus is bringing to us. He is bringing true victory to the pain of the world. There has never been a greater act of love. Love and execution. What a strange pairing. Jesus taught in John 15, 12-14. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friend. If you do not, if you do what I command, the way of Jesus is humility and service with forgiveness and with sacrifice. We are commanded to obey this. This all culminated on the cross. The cross is the beginning of our victory. Love and execution. What a strange pairing. I believe in the cross being my beginning. I believe in the gift that Jesus freely gave me. I believe I am loved. Just Christ. Loved by Jesus, even on the days when I don't really understand the depth of that love. The King we crown with thorns established peace by dying for his enemies, the righteous for the unrighteous, to reconcile us all to God. 2 Corinthians 5 17 through 19 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to give him through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. My sins are not counted against me. My sins are not counted against me. My sins are not counted against me. This is the victory. This is my beginning. I confess that I am a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. We will, we will obey your command, command to love sacrificially, to serve in humility, send forgiveness. We will obey the king with the crown of thorns, who did all this for me, even before I knew I was loved. Amen. Would you join your hearts and minds in prayer? Almighty and all of God, we thank you for your great love for us. We thank you for, for loving us before we knew who you were. Before we knew that you were there. Before we knew how much we needed you. Thank you for reaching out into our lives. Reaching out into our hearts. Working in our world. Thank you, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, into the world. Teach us how to love you and to love others. And for revealing the depth of your love for us on the cross. God, we come here today to praise you for your great love. We come here today to hear words from you. Words of grace and truth. 
as your word is read and proclaimed. That you speak to our hearts and to our minds, and that you give us eyes to see you and ears to hear. Lord, may your Holy Spirit be upon Mario as he proclaims your word. And be upon us as we hear and receive it. All this we pray in the name of our King, Jesus the Christ. Y 
también representa a los 40 años que Israel, los israelitas pasaron cuando iban para la tierra prometida. The Spirit of God goes before the Israelites, leading them into an uncertain future. On this journey, they will face many obstacles, and we, in our journey, in this church, may face many obstacles too. But as we are going to read in the scripture today, God was always with them. He never left them alone. Los israelitas cuando estaban en el desierto no sabían a dónde iban. El Señor los estaba dirigiendo, pero ellos no sabían. Era un futuro incierto. Pero al igual que ellos, nosotros, nuestra comunidad de fe en iglesia, está pasando cambios que tal vez nosotros no entendamos para dónde vamos. Pero sí tenemos la confianza, al igual que los israelitas, de que Jehová, Dios, nos va a llevar a la tierra prometida. Nos va a dar una victoria. God is going to give us a victory. Jesus is driven into the wilderness by the Spirit of God to face trials and temptations. We are being led by God into a new future as a church that encompasses men and women from different backgrounds, ages. We are a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church. And as Jesus and the Israelites did, we are going to face trials and temptations as well. But as we begin this journey, we have a certainty. That is that God is leading us. Our sermon series is going to be about how we can step into the future without fear. A través de esta serie de sermones vamos a estar hablando de cómo nosotros podemos continuar, seguir adelante sin miedo. Pero ¿por qué sin miedo? Porque ponemos nuestra esperanza y nuestra fe en Dios. The scripture today is Exodus 14, 19 to 31. La escritura de hoy la encontramos en Exodus. Capítulo 14, versículos del 19 al 31. If you have your eye Bible, your physical Bible, you can read it. We have it here too. Like I said, I'm going to read it in English and I'm also going to read it in Spanish. If you hear me reading Spanish a little quick, I tend to do that sometimes. People keep telling me to slow down. <laughs> You're going too fast. <laughs> But the word God says, Then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of the Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the clouds brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw him into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. 
And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And at a daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaohs that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw, saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in minds in him and in Moses, his servant. El ángel de Dios que iba delante del campamento de Israel se apartó e iba en pos de ellos. Y asimismo la columna de nube que iba delante de ellos se apartó y se puso a su espalda. E iba entre el campamento de los egipcios y el campamento de Israel. Y era nube y tiniebla para aquellos y alumbra a Israel de noche. Y en toda aquella noche nunca se acercaron los unos a los otros. Y extendió Moisés su mano sobre el mar e hizo Jehová que el mar se retirase por recio viento oriental toda aquella noche. Y volvió el mar en seco y las aguas quedaron divididas. Entonces los hijos de Israel entraron por el medio del mar en seco teniendo las aguas como muro a su derecha y a su izquierda. Y siguiendo los egipcios entraron tras ellos hasta la mitad del mar. Toda la caballería de Faraón, sus carros y las gentes a caballo. Aconteció a la vigilia de la mañana que Jehová miró al campamento de los egipcios desde la columna de fuego y nube y trastornó el campamento de los egipcios y quitó las ruedas de sus carros y los trastornó gravemente. Entonces los egipcios dijeron, huyamos de delante de Israel porque Jehová pelea por ellos contra los egipcios. Extiende tu mano sobre el mar para que las aguas se vuelvan sobre los egipcios y sobre sus carros y su caballería. Entonces Moisés extendió su mano sobre el mar y cuando amanecía el mar se volvió en toda la fuerza. Y los egipcios al huir se encontraron en el mar. Y Jehová derribó a los egipcios del medio del mar. Y volvieron las aguas y cubrieron los carros y la caballería y todo el ejército de Faraón que había entrado tras ellos en el mar. No quedó ni uno de ellos. Y los hijos de Israel fueron por el medio del mar en seco, teniendo las aguas por muro a la derecha y a la izquierda. Así salvó Jehová aquel día a Israel de la mano de los egipcios. E Israel vio a los egipcios muertos a la orilla del mar. Y vio Israel aquel gran derecho que Jehová ejecutó contra los egipcios. Y el pueblo temió a Jehová y creyeron a Jehová y Moisés su siervo. I think most of us have heard this story before, since K 
kids, or those who are in church, have heard the story of the Israelites coming out of Egypt. I sure did. Bye-bye. La historia de los egipcios fue una historia que desde niño la contaba. So we knew about Moses, about the Israelites, about what happened after Joseph, after after all those times, all those times, what happened to the Israelites. They became slaves, but they were not at first. Todos sabemos que los egipcios esclavizaron a los israelitas. So in the scripture right now, we find the Israelites running from the Egyptians. They already left Egypt. And they're running and they're going forward. And the scripture tells us that God parted the seas. La escritura nos dice que Dios abrió los mares. And this is where we find the Israelites right now. We find them in between walls of water. Can you imagine that? I've seen the movie, a couple of different movies. So can you imagine that? Ustedes se imaginan a los israelitas caminando en el, en el mar, en el fondo del mar, teniendo dos murallas, dos paredes de agua. I know one of the movies show the whale, which that's kind of like going really far. <laughs> But can you imagine that? Can you imagine the water parting and then walking on the ground? It's like, it was a miracle. Es un milagro lo que ocurrió en esos momentos. So this scripture, you can see it many ways, but the scripture for me expresses at this moment a simple phrase, go forward. When we look at when this passage was happening, we can see that the Israelites were given an order at a time where things look uncertain. Los israelitas estaban siguiendo una orden en un momento donde estaban huyendo y tenían miedo. However, The Spirit of God was telling them to go forward in faith, to go forward to a place God had for them. Ellos estaban siguiendo las órdenes de Dios y ellos sabían que Dios no los iba a abandonar. Even when you don't know how things will turn out, when God tells you to do something, your response should be one faith. Cuando Dios te envía a hacer algo, tu respuesta debería ser una de fe. Aunque tengas miedo, even if you're afraid, God is telling you to do something. Do it. Because you'll see a miracle. I promise you that. Si Dios te envía a hacer algo, aunque tengas miedo, confía en el Señor. Pon tu confianza en el Señor porque Él no te va a abandonar. From the scriptures, there are some details that we have to consider as we have been called to action by God. One of these details is that God will be there to help you and me when it seems that there is nowhere to go. God was and is intimately involved in the details and forces involved in the struggle of his people, intervening at times directly on their behalf against forces of defeat. Vemos que Dios está siempre contigo cuando Él te envía a hacer algo. Él nunca te abandona. Aún cuando no sepas para dónde vas, vemos que a través de esta escritura Dios se mueve directamente por sus hijos, por sus siervos. God can get down to business. God can get down dirty. He won't let you alone. He will never let you alone. 
que nunca te va a abandonar. But in other occasions, or at the same time, God may work in more indirect and immediate ways. God may at times rely more on human action, working in with and through the human agency and decisions of God's own people to achieve God's purpose in this world. El Señor, cuando te envía a hacer algo, también él espera que tú no te quedes solamente quieto, sino que tú reacciones y actúes con respecto a lo que Él te está enviando. Dios también trabaja de esa forma. The second point that I found on, the, on our scripture for today is that the Red Sea story assures us that no matter what it is we are doing and what even the relatively small and mundane acts of ministry done by God's people in a particular time and location, it participates in a larger cosmic drama where our God is victorious and we can see and experience redemption in the world. Nosotros, a veces no entendemos, pero la historia que vemos aquí también nos enseña de que por más pequeño que sea lo que nosotros estamos haciendo, lo que sea que Dios nos envíe, y tal vez nosotros no lo vemos, está actuando en algo mucho más grande. Trials and tribulations can be a test of our faith. Do we believe in God even in the, main, in the midst of difficulties, pain, and suffering? Tú confías en Dios a través de las dificultades, a través de la tribulación y de las pruebas. Do we believe in the promises of God even when everything looks impossible? Do we trust in God even if He does not deliver us, or it seems that He's not delivering us? Nosotros confiamos en el Señor aún cuando creemos que Él no está orando. trust in God even when we do not understand his ways and workings in our lives. The depth of our faith in God is revealed during times of trial. La, la fe, nuestra profundidad en la fe es revelada a través de cuando pasamos las tribulaciones y vemos si realmente nosotros confiamos en Dios. Like I said, there was a one phrase that stood out to me go forward in this scripture. To go, to go forward means to progress in our relationship to the will of God. Para seguir adelante también significa para mí progresar, crecer en nuestra relación de creer en la voluntad de Dios. Examples of that is that had Peter not obeyed the commands of the Lord come, he would have never walked upon the water contrary to the, to the laws of gravity. Had Peter not obeyed the Lord to catch a fish, he would never have known that the Lord knows all things. And I'm not talking about this, Peter. Si nosotros continuamos poniendo realmente nuestra fe en Dios, nosotros vamos a ver milagros. Como dije, hay ejemplos en la Biblia que si no hubiesen pasado por fe, en esa persona, si esa persona no hubiese hecho en fe, cuando Dios nos llamó, no hubiesen visto milagros, no hubiesen sabido cosas que Dios quiere que tú pases y que tú aprendas. Lent is a time of solemn observation and preparation for the celebration of death and resurrection of our Savior Jesus. Of our Savior Jesus Christ in history. 
from its start on Ash Wednesday until its conclusion on Easter Sunday. Lent has been a traditional time for fasting or giving up something, for abstinence. Nosotros, en la cultura de donde yo vengo, por lo menos en Puerto Rico, sabemos que la cuaresma es un tiempo donde muchas personas dejan de hacer algo, dejan de comer algo, dejan de, 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 de hacer algo. Y por tradición, no solamente de donde yo vengo, pero hay, yo sé que aquí también, ese tiempo se toma para dejar de abstenerse de algo. Just as we carefully prepare for events in our personal life, as weddings, as birthdays, our commencement Lent invites us to make our own minds and hearts ready for remembering Jesus' life, death, and body resurrection. Our second scripture for today is found in Mark, but I'll be taking Mark 9 to 13. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heaven being torn open, and the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, who I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for four days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. En la escritura de Marcos vemos cuando Jesús fue bautizado, el Espíritu Santo lo envió al desierto, donde él fue tentado. Nos presenta la imagen donde el cielo se abre y una paloma, el Espíritu Santo desciende como paloma y dice, este es mío en quien tengo complacencia. On the scripture today from in Mark, Jesus was baptized and sent into the wilderness for 40 days. But what does this mean to us right now? What does, the, what does it mean as we being called to move forward, to be called into action? The wilderness is a place of preparation, a place of intercession. The wilderness is where the identity of God's people was revealed. And it is for this reason that Jesus went into the wilderness as the setting for his battle with them. As we enter then, we are entering a wilderness of our own. As the Israelites and Jesus, we will go through times of trial and temptation. De la misma forma que los Israelitas y Jesús pasaron por tentaciones, nosotros vamos a pasar por tribulaciones y por tentaciones también. If we want to be victorious on the endeavors, that we have been given, we have to take this time to further our communication with God, further our relationship, and evaluate if our faith is as strong as we believe it to be. The word Lent actually comes from the old Anglo-Saxon word for spring or spring season. During Lent, we are to be revitalized, nourished, fulfilled, fertilized, to grow in strength, hope, and confidence. As is tradition, we take length to give something up for abstinence. 
how about we don't take just one thing, but take, think about stopping our worldly things and taking time to talk to God, to further our relationship with God. When was the last time that you took more than an hour from the day to give it to God, to pray, to read the scripture, to listen to music, to meditate in the word of God? When did you have a moment where you quieted the noise of the world to allow God's voice to speak to you? ¿Cuándo fue la última vez que tú te detuviste y sacaste más de una hora al día para dársela al Señor, para orar a Dios, para leer la palabra, para meditar en ella? ¿Cuándo fue la última vez que tú le diste tiempo al Señor para que Él te hablara a tu vida personalmente, a tu corazón? The members of Christ's victory in the wilderness comes to us with a message of comfort and demand. We take comfort in the gospel's lesson because it makes clear that the best possible length has already been observed. Christ's fasting and conquest over the temptation is more complete than we could imagine. If there had been a fuller way to be tempted, a fuller way to overcome, Jesus would have done it. In his victory, Jesus shows us that endurance of temptation and hardship is a necessary part of carrying out our calling. Christ's lengthened obedience is the standard for our obedience. The strong humanity to which we are called, our faithfulness, needs to become his faithfulness. And our call to progress is not complete until we get there. Este tiempo de, de separarnos con, con Dios, de dárselo al Señor, mejor no pudo haber sido que el ejemplo de lo que pasó Jesús en su vida. Ese es el mejor ejemplo a seguir. No hay ningún tiempo que mejore, que pueda mejorar el, ese, ese tiempo que hizo Jesús en preparación para lo que Él hizo por nosotros, por el perdón de nuestros pecados. As we go through Lent and we meditate and reflect of what we have been called to, How do you keep your faith alive as you're walking through the wilderness? Well, remembering that God is right here with us. Jesus already showed us that all things are possible in Him. Remembering that the captain of our salvation was made perfect through suffering. He made all the right choices in our behalf. Jesus did that for us. Jesús ya tomó todas las decisiones correctas por ti y por mí pero nos toca a nosotros seguirlo a Él. Nos toca a nosotros seguir su voz, seguir a Dios que nos está llamando a su regazo, nos está llamando a que nos sigamos a Él. He suffered in our place. He did not just relive the history of Israel. He has relived our lives as well. God sees us in the responses Jesus made to trial and temptation rather than ours. Our hope is that we are united to Jesus by faith. We need not to fear what is ahead because our God is bigger than anything that comes in our way. As we go through Lent, let us open our minds and our hearts to the transforming power of God's presence and grace. Let us empty ourselves of the self, of the fear, and see how we can respond to God's calling in new ways by placing ourselves in God's hands and trusting as He 
was with the Israelites. Give is with us. Through God's transforming power, we will bring deep hope into our lives, into the multi-ethnic, multi-generational community, and into our world. Nosotros tenemos que poner nuestra confianza en Dios. Los israelitas es un ejemplo de una comunidad que pasó por muchas tribulaciones y Dios los llevó a la tierra prometida. Nosotros tenemos que poner nuestra confianza y nuestra fe en el Señor porque Él nunca nos va a abandonar. Dios nunca nos va a dejar solos. Esta cuaresma debemos tomar este tiempo para contemplar cómo está nuestra relación con Dios. So as we go through this time of Lent, I ask you, would you be more intentional in taking time to speak to God? ¿Vas a tomar más tiempo para ser más intencional en tu relación con Dios? Will you take a little bit more time of your busy lives to grow in your relationship, to talk to God more, to read the Bible? from your time of being watching of social media, take a little, little bit more time to spend reading the Bible, listening to music, talking to God. It has been said that it takes 21 days to make up a new habit, but it takes six months to live a bad one. They say that it takes 21 days to create a new habit, but six months to have a new habit. And I think Lent gives us more the 21 days to get into a new habit. I don't know about you, but I think we have the time to get into a new habit in our relationship with God that will improve, that will further grow our relationship with God. 40 days. It's almost twice, twice the time that it takes to grow a habit. So I guess that you can actually grow more than one habit in that time. Tenemos 40 días para crear una Crear un hábito que nos ayude a crecer en nuestra relación con Dios. ¿Qué tal si tomas ese reto y tomas este tiempo para meditar más en la palabra del Señor? Para orar más. Para adentrarte más en la palabra de Dios y escuchar su voz a través de la palabra. That is the challenge that I have for you today. We still have 30 Sundays. We still have a couple of days. You can take up a habit. And keep growing your relationship with God through these lenses. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, 
that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Jesus' disciples asked him, Lord, teach us to pray, and he responded with this prayer, which we'll say together, and I invite you to say it in whatever language you talk to God in. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Spirit life is open to all, regardless of age or church membership. We believe this is a way you can encounter Jesus, and we would invite all who are willing to come and do so. Um, we have elements that are free of our most common food allergens, including gluten and dairy. If you require those, just ask your server. Uh, we're going to serve our musicians first, so they can lead us in worship while we receive. Um, then our children will come, and then, uh, actually we have two sides, so avail yourself of either communion station. As you feel, as as they're available, um, I will remind you again. Uh, as you come forward, if you filled out your Orange Keeping Connected card or have a financial contribution you'd like to make to the ministries here, you're invited to bring either of both forward and place them in the basket.
too slow to 